Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus asks, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. One day, Jesus turned to the crowd and said, Okay, here's an easy one. Imagine that you have a son and he's really into tea parties. The crowd was slightly bewildered by this. One person asked, do you mean like the Boston Tea Party? At this, the crowd murmured its approval. Oh yes, tomahawks are splendid. I love smashing wooden crates and tossing them about. No, Jesus answered, I mean, Imagine that your son has a set of dishes. They're toy dishes. They're very small. Your son cuts a whole bouquet of flowers from colored paper. He puts them into a juice glass at the center of the table. Everything is arranged very carefully. Diminutive cups are placed on tiny saucers. And then your son creates an invitation. Every word is a work of art. I tell you, not even medieval manuscripts were drawn with such devotion. Your son rolls this handmade invitation into a scroll and ties it shut with a length of shoelace. As you come through the front door of your house, your son pre presents you with this very invitation. His face is aglow with anticipation but the worries of the day still hang heavy on your shoulders. You are tired, and now you have this invitation to consider. You've been invited to sit in a chair that is too small for you. You've been invited to sip pretend tea from a tiny cup. Your son will ask you to pass the muffins when there are no muffins. You will have to pay attention, and that resource is nearly gone. But if your son invites you to a tea party, don't you go to the tea party? 
No matter how tired you are, this is your beloved son. You will summon the energy as an act of will and you will make time for him. That is what love does. And, Jesus concluded triumphantly, that's exactly how God feels about you. God has that same love for you. God will always make time for you. As the expectant gaze of Jesus swept the crowd, people dropped their gazes. Jesus asked, are, are you getting this? He extended his hands as if presenting a gift. You are the beloved children of God. There was a moment of awkward silence. Finally, someone said, I, I really don't understand the part about the tiny cups. Why do they have to be so small? Jesus took a deep breath. He said, okay, let's start over. Forget about the teacups. His gift-bearing hands whisked cobwebs from the air. Everyone seemed relieved. After another deep breath, Jesus asked, when you sit down for dinner at the table, what do your children like to eat? Several people said bread. One person said, fish. Jesus nodded his encouragement. Wonderful, he said. That's perfect. If your daughter asked you for a slice of bread, would you give her a chunk of stone? If your son was hungry for fish, would you give him a snake? What kind of snake? Poisonous snake, Jesus explained. If your son was hungry for fish, would you give him a poisonous snake? Someone in the crowd said, no, that would be a terrible idea. Poisonous snakes are dangerous. There was a murmur of agreement. Right, Jesus exclaimed. You love your daughter. You want her to have good things. If she asked for a piece of bread, you'd want her to have the very best. God loves you in the same way. Someone in the crowd asked, but what if she asks for a poisonous snake? <laughs> Jesus replied, wait, what? But the crowd was seized by all the potential for catastrophe. One person said, oh yeah, what if your daughter asked for barbed wire dipped in a smallpox virus? Another added, what if she asks for a necklace of poison oak? What if she asks for a tomahawk? What if she asked for a glob of peanut butter on her bread? When heads turned at this last comment, the speaker concluded, but she's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> People gasped at this unexpected danger. An expert in the law, waiting for such an opportunity, wagged his finger at Jesus. Are you suggesting that we feed dangerous allergens to our children? I think you'd better explain yourself. Jesus asked, why are you looking for trouble? We're talking about your beloved daughter. She's sitting next to you at the dinner table. If your daughter asks for something to eat, wouldn't you do your best to give her what she wants? It all depends, said the expert in the law. We should think very carefully about the precedent we're setting. Children are notoriously selfish creatures. They are given to hedonistic excess. 
Perhaps she's already eaten enough bread and needs to be taught self-restraint. Or perhaps the bread is moldy. Maybe she is unable to digest gluten. There are many dangers to avoid. As a parent, it is our responsibility to set limits. We shouldn't allow children to rule over us. We can't allow them to set demands based on whatever whim strikes their fancy. Jesus exclaimed, It sounds like you're negotiating with a kidnapper. I'm talking about your beloved daughter. I'm talking about the son that you cherish. You cherish. The expert said, Yes, my son, my daughter. What should it matter? No one is above the law. At the end of the day, our children must know the parameters of proper behavior. Each word was fired like a bullet. Jesus didn't retreat, but you could see the tension in his body. He said, at the end of the day, children must know they are loved. Love, scoffed the expert. You used that word as if it answered every question. You make it sound so simple, but love isn't always lollipops and jelly beans. You can't always distribute loaves of bread and call it love. Sometimes love means saying no. Sometimes love requires you to punish or withhold. With a forlorn smile, Jesus asked, Are you telling me love is difficult? Yes, said the expert. I think you're beginning to understand. Love can be costly, Jesus said, but let's not make it too complicated. If your child asks for bread, would you give her a stone? It depends, said the expert. I think we can take it on good authority that love reveals itself as love. You don't need special glasses to see it. You don't need special equipment of any kind. You can see love in the way we treat others. You can see love in the way we listen. I'm not saying that love is easy. I'm saying love is recognizable. There are videos posted on Facebook. They will make you cry. Even television commercials can capture a loving moment that will melt your heart. We can see love for what it is. And so, if people act in the name of Jesus, but it doesn't look like love, we should be wary. If people act on biblical authority, but it doesn't feel like love, then we should be skeptical. We can't hide behind our faith and say that other people don't perceive us as loving because they are not sufficiently religious. Love is within the spectrum of visible light. We can see it. Love is giving someone a piece of bread. Love is mourning with those who mourn and rejoicing with those who rejoice. Love is recognizable. And if what we're doing can't be recognized as love, then we must ask ourselves why not. If we are giving people stones when they ask for bread, it is not love. 
If we are giving people snakes when they ask for fish and chips, it is not love. If we love like it's a hostage negotiation, it's not really love. If we refuse to examine our privilege, it's not love. If we're keeping some voices out of the conversation, it's not love. We need more love. Friends, we desperately need more love. The world is overflowing with condemnation and outrage. The guardians of righteousness are, beyond, are abundant beyond number. What we need is a rising tide of love. What we need is love. And we will know it when we see it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Do you trust in love? When you step beyond the frontier of your own comfort, do you trust in love to bear your weight? Are you asking love to guide you? Do you trust in love?